the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now here he is, the only Sonic left in Seattle, Mike Seibert. Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio, powered by Poddex. I am your host, and this week is a special presentation of They Came From Seattle. Spotlight on the artists of IDW Comics Transformers issue number 21, featuring my interview with Blackie Shepard and Billy Montfort on the Sidefest Northwest 2020 livestream. And stick around after the interview because I went through the archives and found some vintage audio from when I talked to both artists previously. It's always fun to revisit that history. All of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Cyber Radio. Missed last week's episode? Have trouble remembering that hot take you heard? Find it all in the full archive on SoundCloud.com by searching Mike Seibert Radio. Well, hey there. Uh, welcome back to the uh, uh, live stream here for uh, Sidefest Northwest. Um, it's It's been a fun weekend of programming, and uh, I've got a, um, something really special. This, this, is, this is an example of something where uh, there, there's just this convergence of different events that could have only happened at this particular time. Uh, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm the host of the Mike Cyber Radio podcast. And today we are going to be talking about IDW's Transformers issue number 21. That is, uh, that is on the stands. You can buy it online. Get it wherever you can get your, uh, uh, get your comic books. And joining me on the panel are the artists of this issue there are uh, um two artists in two separate kind of converging stories uh but they're uh they're both from right here in the pacific northwest uh and and i talked about convergence because the issue just came out it's Sidefest weekend uh both artists are from the pacific northwest area oh yeah and they're both making their debut on the official Transformers comic book um, in the same issue, in the issue that just came out. So I'm just, uh, I'm just, my head is just swimming with all of the uh, various uh, uh, coincidences. So I, um, I, I do want to welcome to the show, uh, returning after uh, uh, Saturday's Transformers the movie panel, uh, artist Blackie Shepard. How, uh, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a it is a sunny Sunday, and I'm excited to be talking about Transformers and comic books, and because uh, I I know there's some really cool stories to be had with uh, with regards to this issue. Um, also, cool. also joining us on the stream, and I I'm really excited to talk to them because I haven't talked to Billy since last year's uh, TFCon in Toronto. And, um, uh, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is kind of like closing loops and kind of uh, getting mm-hmm. those opportunities. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting a little far ahead of myself, as is my, my <laughs> typical fashion. Uh, Billy Montfort, a.k.a. Cosmic Danger, uh, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. All right. So uh, so we, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, these different coincidences and, and convergences. Um, I have met each of you individually. 
Uh, Blackie, we've uh, we've hung out a number of times on a number of uh, podcasts and at conventions and things like that. Uh, Billy, like I had just mentioned, um, we uh, um, I, I ran into you in Artist Alley at uh, uh, TFCon Toronto. Had no idea you were from the Pacific Northwest area, and uh, and and we spent half of our interview talking about Sidefest in the Pacific Northwest. So things just yeah. kind of come back around. But I guess my first question is, um, I I've met you. But have you met each other? No, this is the first time I'm nope. uh, I'm seeing Billy. Back. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so, hi, Billy. Hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> well, how are you? So, so we're all we're all uh, joining together through the power of comic books and transformers and and i love it so you know we we talked uh one of the thrusts of this panel discussion is artists from the pacific northwest um debuting in the official transformers comic um so for me i uh, i was born in seattle you know i i was uh, uh born at seattle children's uh but i'm from linwood and currently I live in SeaTac. But, you know, we, we've had we've had those conversations where at either a convention or at an airport, it's like, hey, where are you from? You can't say I'm from Linwood. You say you're from Seattle. So let's uh, uh, let's get a little more granular. And uh, and Billy, we'll start with you. Uh, so where are you from and what's uh, what's your connection to the Pacific Northwest area? Um, I am from Bremerton. And I've been living here, I don't know, the last 10 years or so. There was a brief period in there for like almost a year where I was living in North Carolina. But it's mostly been up here. Um, my parents moved us up here when we were kids to be closer to family. And it's just, I don't know. I really like it here and I can't imagine living anywhere else. That's kind of my experience as well. Uh, how about you, Blackie? Uh, I was actually born and raised in Southern California. Uh, I moved from Southern California. I joined the service. Uh, I was in Alaska for a few years. And then I, uh, I, I moved to Seattle initially in 2001 uh, to attend the Art Institute in Seattle. Okay. Um, and then uh, I, I kind of fell in love with the Pacific Northwest. I lived here briefly uh, when I should have been going to high school. Uh, and uh, I, I remembered liking it. But when I moved here the second time, uh, it was kind of everything that I loved about living in Alaska, uh, but not so remote and not so expensive, only mildly less expensive. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. And I've been here since. So I guess after nearly 20 years, I'm, I'm allowed to call myself a Pacific Northwesterner. Um, I like you said. I always describe myself as a Seattle-based artist, but I yeah. haven't lived in Seattle for three years. I uh, now I live in Tacoma, um, and then moving to another place here in Tacoma. Um, but it's you know Seattle is just a much more recognizable name than Tacoma, you know, for the broad spectrum of of people. Right. So I still call myself a Seattle-based artist. It, absolutely. And again, like I said, you know, it's it's kind of that that touchstone that we can all uh, it, it's it's easier. You know, again, ah, I'm from mm-hmm. from Seattle. But again, once you meet one of your like kind where they say they're from Seattle also, it's like, oh, yeah. 
tell me more. <laughs> oh, I'm from Linwood. Oh, hey, I, I'm from yeah. Everett. I'm from Lake Stevens, you know, that uh, that kind of area. So that's um, so working backwards, uh, just uh, just trying to be economical with uh, with our time. Uh, we are talking about the uh, uh, the new issue of Transformers uh, issue number 21. I'm going to hold it up again because I love this Casey Collar cover so much. And in fact, I think my favorite right, part so here. Good is uh is these guys right here you know uh frenzy and rumble as the as boy band punks that's uh that's kind of my mm -hmm. favorite thing but i mean you've got rage and quake and you know all kinds of cool uh obscure characters in there as well um so the the issue has been um out for a week now um, so it's had some time to kind of, you know, be in the consciousness. Um, let's uh, let's start with Blackie. Uh, what's what's the um, what's been the response so far? Uh, uh, what's what's been the reaction to the book in terms uh, of like everybody that I've spoken to seems to like it. Um, the I've read a couple of reviews. I tend not to read reviews because I I'm way too self conscious for that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I've read a couple of reviews where um, you know they've all been you know for the most part very uh, very um, uh, uh, good at least with respect to the art. Um, you know, with Transformers, you're, you there's a certain group of fans that just for some reason don't want to accept what IDW is doing right now. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but I found that to be really rare. 95% of the people I've spoken to or read online all seem to really like everything. Um, so, yeah. And the people that I've spoken to individually uh, all seem to, you know, they're A, they're proud of me for being on the book, which is nice. Uh, and they've been very complimentary with, uh, of the art. Gotcha. Um, how about you, Billy? Um, I haven't read any reviews because, you know, like Blackie, I'm also very self-conscious about my work and I, yeah. uh, I just, you know, don't want to deal with that. But, uh, my friends like it and I had to walk my mom through how to order comic <laughs> books through the local comic yeah. store. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> because, uh, she wanted to get like seven different copies and send them all to the family and make sure that everyone knew that I had been working on a comic book. So, Billy, is this your first professional uh, work? Like, in a comic? Mm -hmm. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, uh, I did one other cover before doing the um, interiors, and that was for Transformers versus Terminator number four, mm -hmm. I think. So, but yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Which that's interesting because I don't think that book is actually dropped yet. I I, I don't know no. if that if number four has actually come out. And I remember you tweeting about that cover, and I was I, I was mm -hmm. super excited because when we met at at TFCon Toronto, one of the things you had shared with me is uh, you know I I asked you about uh, you know kind of like goals, what's the dream, and you're like, mm -hmm. you know, I I'd really like to do a cover maybe some interiors but i'd really like to get into cover <laughs> art and here we are a year later and now you done done both so uh, uh so congratulations yes. <laughs> on that um and so yeah it's it, it's it's just when you know i i don't want to necessarily get into 
a tangent that we can't pull ourselves out of uh, with regards to talking about IDW2 and what uh, what the company is doing with the book. But one thing I will say, Mike Seibert's hot take is that I love the new opportunities for new voices and new artists mm-hmm. and, and opportunities for folks like yourselves that might not have had that opportunity in the previous iteration. So, if, right. you know, I, I feel like it's it's a fair trade-off for uh, my friends to get opportunities uh, that, uh, that, that are new and exciting. And I just, I, I love that we're getting all of these different styles of art. And I, I appreciate that uh, fan artists, uh, much like uh, Cosmic Danger, are getting their shot at, at official work. But then, likewise, uh, comics veterans like Blackie, who's done tons of licensed work, like on Voltron and Vampirella and Reanimator and and things like that, that that uh, they're getting their shot. Also, um, I, I, I just think it's awesome. I'm I'm mm-hmm. uh, first. I, I just got to say, I'm a huge fan of all of IDW's Transformers stuff. I was buying it long before right. I had chance of of working at Dynamite. Or, or I'm sorry, at IDW, mm-hmm. um, it, just because I, I really like the writing. I like the idea of going back to the beginning and, and you know, but but I liked it before they did the shakeup, you know. So yeah. uh, but in the previous iteration of the stuff, I've, I think they've always gotten fantastic artists. Um, I became a huge Livio Ramondelli fan. Uh, that work is some of the best work of all time. Uh, every time I'm at a convention where they're at, I, you know, I make a point of stopping by the desk and, you know, drooling all over their, yeah. you know, beautifully laid out art. Um, and yeah, the, the one of the things that I most appreciate about IDW's approach is A, the writing is fantastic. Uh, B, they always get, regardless of the disparity in styles, they always seem to get really, really, really good artists. Uh, either from a storytelling point of view, which Transformers is a little bit hard on panel-to-panel storytelling, um, especially if you're a detail-oriented artist. Yeah. Uh, and then, yes. uh, you know, to to the writing, to, you know, bringing in or, or retaining some of the high-end veterans, you know, uh, like I'm thinking of uh, Alex Milne, you know, uh, and, uh, oh, man, is his name John Griffin? Uh, I just Andrew. recently. A- Andrew Griffin. Yeah. You know, like I told Andrew on, on Twitter, you know, like his art was stuff that I looked at, you know, as the standard to which I had to hold my own art, you know, not to say that I'm doing work that is as high quality as his, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've got to at least feel like I've tried to put in that kind of effort, you know, mm-hmm. same with, mm-hmm. with Milner, you know, those are the artists that I look at and Anna Malkova, you know, I mean, it's it. There's so many great artists, you know, that it's hard to say, you know, this one or that one or this one. It's, you know, you kind of hope that you're you're aiming to be in that echelon, you know. Yeah. Well, and and how about you, Billy? How's uh, um, I mean, you in the big leagues now? I mean, obviously you're you're a prolific fan artist with a with a great following, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're 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 in the in this uh, in this company now. I try not to think about it a whole lot because then I just get like overwhelmed sure. because it's just like, oh, wow, because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many great artists, you know, and I have 
um, you know, like, I remember that Milne's art was actually what kind of got me to start reading Transformers, you know, mm -hmm. and there's just been so much uh, great stuff, and it's, you know, hard to think of myself as being, you know, like, a part of that now. Yeah. Because it's, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot of awesome. Uh, so let's uh, so yeah. let let's let's wind the clocks back and and uh, I mm -hmm. I I feel like there's a story here. How did we get here? Like, um, uh, did uh did either of you know that the other was working on the book? I I I I'm not sure who I need to hit up, but I just I I I'm I'm very curious about one how each of you uh, got on the book. And then if there's some kind of connection or story, how you ended up both making the uh, the debut together. That I just I just find that endlessly intriguing. As far as I, uh, you know, I kind of have kept my head in the sand for the last several months. Uh, and so I was unaware of Billy's work uh, until such time as I saw their work, you know, or saw that, that they were mentioned, you know, uh, as being in the same issue as me. Uh, when I uh, when I found that out, uh, and I found out that uh, that they were doing their debut in that that issue as well, I just thought, wow, that's a crazy coincidence. You know, as far as how I arrived at IDW, um, I I started chasing IDW really hard once they got the ROM uh, license, the Micronauts license. Uh, the mask license and yeah. they already had transformers and gi joe so all of those i'm i'm of the right age right uh so you know that you know i remember rolling home from school i think in fourth grade waiting for the you know debut episode of the transformers you know limited cartoon you know to come on right so i'm squarely in that age bracket you know so I just started, uh, it was at actually at WonderCon, I met one of the people who was an editor on their books lines. Mm. Um, and he saw a piece of my Voltron work, and we started talking about that. He introduced me to Tom, one of the editors there, who then introduced me to David. And, you know, things, it started off doing a G.I. Joe cover, and then I did a couple of Transformers covers, and then, and then this. Mm -hmm. um, how about you, Billy? How, uh, how did, how'd you get here? Um, well, I, uh, I think it was like portfolio day and okay. David actually put up a tweet on his Twitter, you know, that said, um, Hey, you know, drop your portfolios here. And I have a good friend of mine who says, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I was so nervous, but I just, you know, kind of closed my eyes and submitted it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't really... I had my fingers crossed, but I wasn't really expecting anything to come of it. And then a while later, I got an email, and it was David asking, "Hey, do you have time to do a Transformers, you know, versus Terminator cover?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. Do I?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so based on the your your work on the cover, then that became like, "Hey, man, we have a, another half of a story." Um, for you mm -hmm. to fill in on? That's I so think cool. so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, and, and it's, and it's interesting because I, I, I like how in the issue, your, uh, different art styles 
complement the different tones of the story like you know you've got the geology team and then you've got the the folks on cybertron so it it uh it, it tonally works whereas i i think if your art styles were more similar i think it would be less distinctive and i i think i've seen that with mm -hmm. other pairings and other issues um, so I, I, I liked how um, how that all turned out. Um, so getting to the issue, um, what uh, what kind of challenges did uh, did you encounter uh, doing interiors for uh, the official Transformers book uh, for the first time? Um, I don't know about Blackie, but I really struggled with. Um, there, there's a specific issue that comes with drawing Transformers where you have like an idea of a pose in your head that would work so good like with the composition but it's like but does a Transformer actually bend that way can you make <laughs> them stand in that pose and have it look realistic and like something they could actually do and then trying to find you know room for all their kibble and accoutrements um yeah. you know and fit them in like panels together that was that was a struggle too yeah i ran into a very similar problem i had some experience with that problem from drawing voltron uh because mm -hmm. he's got a very unique um anatomy that precludes a lot of different poses unless you kind of cheat and have certain parts of his body clipping with other parts of his body mm -hmm. and if you draw it from the right angle you can cheat a little bit um, now, with the Transformers, one challenge is just you've got a bunch of characters on screen at, at, or on on the page at any one time. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of my pages, aside from the first mm -hmm. two, I think, had like every panel was a group of Transformers. You know what I mean? And so that's just, and especially being a, a, a detail nerd, that just meant a lot of time drawing, mm -hmm. like, like Billy says, kibble. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and beyond that, working their anatomies in because K Billy's absolutely right. They there are certain poses that unless you cheat a whole lot, you just aren't going to be able to get them into right. Uh, and so, mm -hmm. <clears throat> because certain parts you can't bend, you know, you have to show yeah. that that's rigid metal as opposed to bendy metal. You know, uh, and and um, yeah. so that. That creates a, a, a challenge from a storytelling point of view because you know you can lay out the the thumbnails and, and try to tell the story in as visually compelling a way as possible, uh, but then you realize, oh man, I can't really show that character from that angle because that would reveal that they can't actually bend that way, and so you've kind of got to go mm -hmm. each panel to panel like from the drawing board, you know, and figure out. Like I had to do like. 3D renderings kind of in my head. I even used my toys and would like kind of try to figure out the best angle mm -hmm. for them, you know, so I could figure out, okay, where am I going to be showing their best side? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so mm -hmm. as a... Yeah, I... oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say, I did the same thing too, where I uh, found some of my toys and I'm like, all right, let's see what we can do here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and one thing that's interesting about the IDW comics is how very close to the the toys they are um, in, in a way that I don't know if the previous iteration was, but it's, it, it is an interesting change. Well, that's the current mandate is because it's so closely tied to the siege line. Uh, any characters that have appeared in the siege line, we, we had to use the siege iteration of that character. 
Now, some characters in the book have not appeared in the Siege line yet, and so that was actually something that tied up a lot of my time, which I don't know if David is watching this, but we won't have this problem next time, I promise. Uh, but uh, that tied up a lot of my time was figuring out which version of the character to use as reference, you know, so I could figure out, like that Casey Collar cover, mm-hmm. I used enormously for reference, because I figured if that's the cover, then, you know, that's the version of the character that they want mm-hmm. to book. I actually drew, uh, what's the name of the Golden Fang or the... the right. Lion? Yeah, I drew him completely wrong. I drew it as a, a, a bipedal figure, as the most recent toy was, but they wanted something closer to G1. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, um, uh, you know, time is a time is a, a precious thing that we are running out of. So as uh, as we get ready to close out... Uh, yeah, this is a very short one. Uh, we've, uh, yeah. we've got another panel right behind us, but very quickly, a uh, 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 thing we got in the chat. What is your favorite character to draw? Um, have you had a chance to draw them professionally? And then from there, let's go ahead and lock out, lock out with um, how we can find your work online and how we can connect with you on the social medias. Um, uh, Blackie, let's go ahead and start with you. Okay, so uh, like I put in the chat, my favorite Autobot is Hound. Uh, my favorite Decepticon is Shockwave. I really love the IDW version of Shockwave, where he was one thing before, and then they took his head off and replaced it with a, you know, and that robbed him of any possible moral convictions. I, yeah. I so badly want to draw Shockwave. And no, I haven't had the chance to draw either of those characters yet. Uh, but I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed, I'll get one uh, shortly. Um, and then uh, online, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at CQ Shep. Uh, yeah, at, she, at CQ Shep, uh, which is my website as well, www.cqshep.com. Uh, and then on the Instagrams, I am ArtDevil313. Excellent. And thank you so much for joining us. I, I really appreciate chatting with you. It's always uh, always a pleasure. Um, so, uh, uh, Billy, how about you? Uh, real quick, uh, favorite character uh, um, to draw? Okay. Favorite character, uh, Whirl. Love that guy. Doesn't matter what iteration. Love him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, see, you can find me um, on Twitter at Cosmic Danger Zone, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much all I use. Oh, going back, no, I have not drawn him professionally yet, but I would love to. Um, but you've done prints of him, so yes, yeah, fan fan art of him. I've done fan art of him. Yeah. Oh, for me, also right. Chromia and Windblade and Moonracer. I really want to do like a Charlie's team book of the three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I I think David's probably tired of me sending him emails begging for that, uh, but I'm going to continue to send them because I want to draw that. <laughs> Very cool, and, and and Billy, you got all of your uh, uh, contact info out. You're uh, at uh, Cosmic Danger Zone out on Twitter. Uh, any other places you can uh, direct folks to to check uh, out your wonderful, um, awesome I have arts? A website? Yeah, website at bmontfort.com. Excellent. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, uh, again, folks, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join me, and my apologies to the uh, mods for uh, going over here. But uh, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and stick around because my buddy Yoshi has got an awesome panel coming up about a fan fiction project uh, that he's been working on that um, that actually has a genesis as a proposed idw comics project so you'll want to stick around for that that is a lot of fun but uh for um uh for the panel here uh my name is mike and until next time uh wash your hands wear your mask and make good choices you've heard what mike thinks now tell him what you think on facebook twitter and instagram at mike cyber radio now, like I mentioned in the intro, I thought I'd also like to play some additional audio clips with our guests from the archives. And as I mentioned during the interview, I actually met Billy back at TFCon Toronto last year. My name is Billy, but I also go by Cosmic Danger pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm a freelance artist, and uh, I also do comics for oh, some cool. indie publisher people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much just my life. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, uh, well, I, I was making my way down Artist Alley here at mm-hmm. uh, TFCon uh, Toronto, and I, I came across a, a lot of your arts that I just had to stop and take a look at, including uh, your dangly keychains and some of your adorable stickers that I just I, I can't resist. <laughs> um, so, what I, I guess I uh, why don't we start with um, let's talk about the style of your art and the type because it's 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 definitely a couple different type of mixed media type of thing for okay, folks that, um, uh, that that are that are listening at home uh, <laughs> and I can't necessarily describe how adorable your stickers and keychains are thank you yeah um, I don't know I kind of like to split it equally between doing like really cute round stuff because mm-hmm. it's adorable and um, I also try and go for more of like a stylized semi-realism for some things. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, uh, where are you from? I'm from the Seattle area. Get out of here. Our, um, I, I am from Seattle as well. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you are not the first person I met here at TFCon where, uh, who are from, like, that area. Yeah? Yeah, it's like, I'm not quite from Seattle, but I'm near it, and it's just easier to say I'm from Seattle. But it's... Uh, of course. It's super funny how it took me coming to Toronto to learn that all these people that I know are from, like, Washington. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, it, it's the airport conversation, right? You know, it's like, where are you from? Seattle. Yeah. But if somebody comes back and says, well, actually, I live in Everett, I'm like, cool, I live in Federal Way. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, then then you kind of start to chip it down exactly. a little bit. Exactly, yeah. I would imagine folks from other big cities are kind of like that as well yeah Um, because like i've had some folks that kind of live closer to you know the toronto area here and it's like i'm from london i'm like oh you must have traveled a very far (laughs) no it's a half hour drive it's fine (laughs) yeah i'm actually from like a tiny little town called port orchard oh very cool nobody's heard of that so i just say seattle (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a lovely area, though. I love yeah. Port Orchard. It's very, very cool. Well, um, let's see. Um, so uh, questions that I've been asking folks as I've been kind of making my way along, um, whether they've been, you know, like the, the uh, official... Um, you know, commissioned artists for the big comic companies or um, awesome fan artists uh, like a lot of folks that I'm meeting down here. Mm-hmm. I like to ask them um, kind of what, what your biggest challenge is getting your art out there for folks to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second arm of that is kind of what uh, what's the dream, you know, kind of what, what your ultimate goal is. And then finally, to round that out, uh, what advice you might have for folks that would be uh, interested in pursuing their own artistic interests and pursuits all right okay so start the first one um the biggest challenge in getting my stuff seen is learning how to play the social media game because there's no real set rule and you have to find like what works for you and that's so hard to like learn as you go Mm -hmm. because a lot of it is luck straight up and um just trying to like hit that lucky streak and um, find out what you're doing. That's the biggest issue and the biggest hurdle because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here (laughs) (laughs) trying my best. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're all fans, right? You know, yeah. whether whether we're we're goofy podcasters or we're fan artists, you know, trying to, you know, uh, get our names out there and trying to, you know, make a couple bucks along the way. It's mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're we're all fans. We're all here for the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. And um I guess I would say my dream is that I would love to do like covers and maybe some like interior work for some bigger names, mm-hmm. you know? Like I would just love to do that so much. Um I'm sure I'll get there eventually. But, uh, and I guess uh, my advice would be don't stop. Yeah. Because I know that there are, I I have friends who get so discouraged just because, um, you know, it can take time, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, just don't stop. Find something that you love doing and keep doing it because you love it, Mm -hmm. not because you're trying to reach an end goal. The end goal will get there. You just have to keep going. I love that. Um, so what what is it about Transformers fandom specifically that 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 is your outlet for your art? I would say that it's everyone is just so friendly. Like, you know, I've I've been in a few different fandoms mm-hmm. sort of over the years, but Transformers is like from the moment that I got interested in it, people have just been like so warm and welcoming and supportive. And, you know, like I really wouldn't have gotten as far as I am today without that sort of like support, you know, and just the friends I made along the way. Gotcha. Very cool. It's, it's a great fandom. Yes. I love it. Um, so, uh, before I leave you be, so I can stop blocking your table <laughs> and folks can get some of these awesome dangly keychains and, and your awesome stickers. And I love your RC, by the way, too. She is oh, thank fierce. You. Fierce thank and you. a half. Along I love with her. The, yeah, she's, she's awesome. And I, and I really like what, how, how they've kind of, uh, uh, repurposed her character in, in the, yes. in the more contemporary fiction. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's like, it, it's great. That you know she was, um, you know, the first prominent uh, uh, female Transformer mm-hmm. and Autobot, but she was still kind of like the girl one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I 
I love Transformers the movie. It it yeah. it is my jam. It is my exactly. flame. But <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see uh, uh, see her get her due in yes in more, uh, absolutely fiction yeah and and yeah just looking at your table here too I love I love your lady octopus she's uh, oh, thank she, you she's awesome yeah it's like I saw that movie and like it's like immediately I saw her and it's like I have to go home and draw this character yeah like, right now in a, in a weird way uh, off the cuff just uh, geeking out a bit it. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse kind of reminds me of what I think a lot of people like about contemporary Transformers fandom and fiction. Yes. Is, you know, it's it's bright, it's colorful, mm-hmm. it's inclusive, it's progressive. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's so... And it, it feels fresh and it feels exactly. inviting. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, so sometimes when I... Because sometimes I have difficulty articulating... Uh, why I'm so mm-hmm. into uh, Transformers fandom and recently I've kind of used ironically enough uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse yeah. it's like yeah now think of that but with transforming robots yeah and and there's tons of shipping as well <laughs> they're like I don't know what that is that's fine well, yeah that's okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's we'll okay. get there it, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, uh, before we part ways for now could you uh, let folks know where we can find your art on the internet and how we can connect with you on the social medias yeah um i'm mostly on twitter and that's at uh cosmic danger zone but without the e in danger okay and then i also have an art station which is also just cosmic danger oh very cool thank you so much for taking the time to uh, uh join me here at tfcon toronto and we'll see you at sidefest northwest uh later yes. uh later in the month it's very exciting i'm super excited thank you so much and you know what? I just realized uh, after playing that clip, I uh, I, I misspoke uh, because uh, during the live stream when I introduced uh, Billy, I I actually uh, said, "Well, I hadn't seen you since TFCon uh, uh, Toronto." I uh, I saw Billy that summer at Cybefest, so I uh, um, uh, got my facts a little mixed up there. Now I was hoping to share with you a more um, how shall we say a vintage clip of Blackie Shepard talking Transformers with me uh, since he has been on the show several times in the past, you know, going all the way back to the KGRG days. Um, but what I found and I listened through all of those interviews and they're all great. You can find uh, all those previous shows out on SoundCloud. Uh, but what I found is that we mostly talk about his Voltron stuff and his work on the uh, Voltron from the ashes uh, miniseries he did with Colin Bunn for Dynamite Comics, uh, including um, he he gives a a really cool explanation of why Voltron can have uh, facial expressions and as well as, you know, we kind of do uh, some discussion about other nostalgia properties like Micronauts and Rom Space Knight, and I kind of ask him uh, kind of that that generational drift about like why uh, uh, folks of a certain age have so much attachment uh, to those, uh, those properties. And in a uh, another interview, uh, he breaks down the plot of the Pumpkinhead series that he did with uh, Cullen Bunn again for Dynamite. Uh, but it wasn't until we talked actually a couple months ago about his then uh, upcoming Transformers work did we actually talk about the robots in disguise in full. Um, so here's a clip uh, from that interview. Uh, we originally did it as a live stream and then uh, later as a podcast. 
from two months ago, where he elaborates on a few of the points touched on during the live stream here, uh, going into the process of drawing Transformers and the challenges that presents. So like you said, you've, uh, um, you've done two covers at this point. Uh, were both of those retail incentive covers? I don't remember off the top of my head. I believe so, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, you, have, um, you have interior work coming up? Yes. So I did interiors. Uh, I think I did seven pages. They tend to break the issues up between artists because it yeah. takes – it takes a long time to draw the Transformers, right? Uh, my editor at IDW, David, uh, he, uh, it, dude's a saint, right? Because yeah. I looked at it and my general speed in drawing a comic page is a page a day. You know, if I'm, if I need to hit a deadline, I can do it by drawing a page a day. Uh, and so I thought, okay, it's going to take me a, probably a day and a half, you know, because the Transformers are, are more complicated and it's a more, you know, detail-oriented thing. And without, you know, putting too fine a point on it, it took me a lot more than a day and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was very golden about, uh, about not, you know, jumping into me too much about, you know, sliding my deadline a little bit. Um, but I think the pages came out to a high level of quality, which in my mind is the most important aspect. You know, obviously you've got to be timely, but especially with characters like the Transformers where people have an expectation of those characters uh, and and uh, uh, a love for those characters. Right. You know, you've got to treat those characters right. And, and in my own mind, because I have a love for those characters and I have an expectation of those characters, they had to pass my own bar first, you know? So, I mean, uh, the first page I'm drawing Bumblebee, you know? And I mean, that's, you know, that's 11 year old Blackie, you know, happening right there, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm of the OG Transformers era. Like I remember rushing home from school to watch the first episode of the Transformers at its first airing, you know, uh, whenever it was 84 or 85 or whatever, you know? Um, and so, you know, it it was very meaningful to me, you know, and, and getting to getting to draw Optimus Prime and getting to draw Megatron and all these characters that I've, you know, loved. And I've, I've almost never known a world without those characters, you know? Uh, and so it was very meaningful. So I, I focused in on them and tried to make them my own to the degree that you can, but also honor what makes them belong to everybody else who loves the characters. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into because there's a couple things there that's interesting going on with the current run of IDW Transformers. You know, they had um, an epic 13 year run where it was, you know, mostly generation one inspired, but then two years ago, they ended that universe, rebooted it along with the new toys, the War for Cybertron trilogy uh, figures mm. of which I, I'm looking over your shoulder and I see a couple of those, uh, those very toys hanging out there. Yeah, I've uh, got a lot more of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so the thing that's interesting about the reboot in the comics that I've noticed is that the character designs and illustrations are very toyetic. 
like yeah. you had uh, you had mentioned the extra labor it takes to render these characters because they're they're far more detailed with with panel lines and and the fact that it's um uh, and and maybe you could speak on this but they, but they the toy i'm sorry the illustrations appear to be very on model yeah is, is that uh, by editorial uh, decree, is there? It's like it has to be as close to the the toy model as possible. It depends on the character. So there are some characters for which there is no siege version, right? Um, like they haven't done a wind blade in the siege line, right? right. So the wind blade that I used was, I want to say Power of the Primes, but I don't remember exactly. Sure. Um, but it was one of the, the toys that had come out recently. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is if you buy, say, the three most recent Windblade toys, they're all fairly similar, mm -hmm. but they're all pretty different too, yeah. right? And so yeah. I, I, and I kind of obsessed over it. And I don't know to the degree, I don't know the degree to which editorial obsessed over it, right? Mm -hmm. And that was actually okay. one of the things that slowed me down the most was finding reference and making sure I had the right reference and and drawing as on model as I could. Uh, because when I did the first cover, I did Chromia and Prowl. Right. And Hasbro had a few different notes on my Prowl because I hadn't drawn him as on model as they would have liked. Um, and, but, you know, that was my first stab at the character. I was using the Siege version, um, but things like proportions, and then I drew them with the Autobot symbol, and up to that point in the comics, they were not, you know, Autobots, or, or they didn't wear the symbol of the Autobots. Right, right. You know, just little things like that. Um, and so, and then also, even beyond what editorial you know, their mandate as far as getting things on model in my own mind, I'm, I'm want to be very much on model. Like you'll notice in my Voltron work, yep. um, you know, I drew that fool right on model. You know <laughs> what I mean? Almost too slavishly on model. Like if I look at it now, I think I should have, I should have stretched the character a little more. I should yeah. have, you know, tried to put a little bit more stylization into the character because in my opinion, he looks a little stiff. You know, he looks like the toy. You yeah. Know, which he was, you know, I, I was sticking, you know, fastidiously to the toy, which is what I did and do with the Transformers. But I've learned, like, if you look at my Optimus Prime, he's based on the Siege Optimus Prime, mm -hmm. but I have changed the proportions away from the toy to give him a more heroic build, you know, to give him the bigger sure. chest and the thinner waist and the big shoulders and, you know, that kind of thing. Interesting. Cause yeah, I, uh, I remember when we talked about your Voltron work and uh, you always beat yourself up on that. And it's a, uh, it's a bummer. Cause I, I really like your version of Voltron, but I remember okay. that, that, that you had shared with me that you, you would run into those challenges of getting, him to pose a certain way and not being able to do it because the toy doesn't do that well and and just the physics of the character like yeah. if voltron were real his physics don't make sense right like his yeah. his anatomy as if if he were built in real life he would not be a very flexible character right just be by virtue of the way that he's constructed right mm -hmm. and so what i wound up having to do is cheat you know i'd have to you know, like if he was 
hunkered down or if he had a, 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 an acute bend in his arm, well, the way he's built, he's got a, essentially a rotating joint at his elbow, but then he's got this big bulky lion part. And so he can only in real world bend his arm about that far. But right. sometimes I needed him doing this, you know what I mean? So I would yeah, just yeah. have to cheat it, you know? <laughs> um, what I, and so that's kind of the lesson that I learned on Voltron was don't be so slavish to the model that you lose the ability to properly express the story, you know? Gotcha. And that will do it for this week's episode. And and again, special thanks to Billy Montford, a.k.a. Cosmic Danger, and Blackie Shepard for joining me on the Sidefest Northwest 2020 community live stream. And speaking of huge thanks to the Sidefest team, uh, uh, Jason and Ben and Liz and everyone else involved behind the scenes. It was such a great time participating, and I cannot wait for what next year brings. And if you have not yet, check out all of the Sidefest Northwest 2020 presentations. Uh, those are now available out on YouTube, including panels about collecting and collections, uh, Apollo's presentation about female writers and artists in Transformers fiction and fandom with Maddie, uh, the return of the legacy of the Transformers the movie, hosted by yours truly and uh, featuring some of my friends, Yoshi's panel about Transformers reanimated, and the closing ceremonies hosted by me and the show organizers, where I um, actually kind of get into and address some of the criticism um, about hosting a panel with nobody but people that look like me. Uh, it's, a, it's a great conversation. It got way more deep than I think I was anticipating. Uh, but it is worth a listen, and it is a uh, it was a really good conversation to have. And one of the, the main takeaways that I said, you know, kind of coming off of especially the uh, presentation that Apollo and Maddie did, about you know uh, the need for more female representation in in the Transformers, not just in the characters, but the creators behind them as well, is that we need to keep having these conversations because if we don't, nothing will ever change and it will be just the status quo and and you'll be stuck with people that look like me forever so uh, all those videos are available now on the Sidefest Northwest YouTube channel and that will wrap things up for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and if you want to listen to our past shows subscribe on Apple Podcasts Stitcher Google Podcasts Spotify TuneIn or wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can check out the full show archive including uh, some of the episodes I refer to that is going to be out on SoundCloud. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders and is powered by Poddex. Celebrating five years of Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike, and until next time, wear your mask and make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.